Hi everyone and welcome back to the Bipolar Diaries. I have a very special guest this week, my one and only beautiful mother, Carolyn McLean. Welcome, mum. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Um, I thought this would be a great one because I've obviously had my chat with Ali, who's my sister, but obviously you are my mother and obviously the relationship is different and maybe you have a better memory than Ali because she was a lot younger when we experienced all these things. And I just think it would be, we've also, I, a lot of people tell me that I have a very, or I used to have a really dependent relationship with you. Like I would just really codependent, not you dependent on me, obviously, but me dependent on you. <laughs> that's because I was around so yeah very easy and, to you're, and you're my you're my mummy so you have to be yeah um but exactly <laughs> exactly so for everyone listening my mum is actually in Australia and uh we've been separated now for about like eight months or something which is probably the longest time we've gone for um we've gone for about six weeks in the past so this is this is new to us this we've never huge. been separated huge never been separated huge and I would say you could agree like if this was two years ago I would not have been able to move to London no no you've done it at exactly the right time yeah and you I would yeah definitely not and I just like wouldn't I wasn't ready to do something like this even two years ago I didn't want to move to London no it's only in the last year when you finally you had your university degree you had a really good job and everything was coming together and that was the next thing was to really step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, so glad I did it because I'm obviously being successful as book. Um, so let's kick things off. Um, I kind of <laughs> want to talk about the relationship between you and I. I feel like when I was younger, we weren't as close as we've now become, where I think you, Christopher and Ali have always had really special bonds and then, but I think because of my mental illness, we were never connected in the same way that you were with them. Would you agree with that? Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I'd pro- I'm very different to you. I'm a very relaxed person. And Are you saying not I'm much- not relaxed? <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> not much bothers me. <laughs> and as a mother, I suppose, it was hard to understand what was going on in your head and also you were our third child um mm-hmm. Ali's a very relaxed person like I am and Christopher was Christopher so it, mm. he was more like dad so yeah. it was you something was obviously going on and I think it was wasn't that we weren't close it was just an under trying to understand what was going on with you yeah yeah no that's yeah that's true yeah it wasn't anything to do with like you I think it is it's obviously me that I I don't feel like I could have close relationships with people at that point in my life Mm. um yeah you were very you were very anxious little girl and Mm. yeah definitely trying trying to get through everyday life so there wasn't really didn't have the opportunity to build a relationship because we were just going from day to day yeah what's the craziest thing when I was younger that you saw me do that you were just like when you kind of were like what the fuck is wrong with her you painted yourself blue no oh yeah that's pretty weird (laughs) (laughs) I remember that's like avatar yeah, that's definitely like an impulsive, um, you know, a bipolar confidence kind of thing yes. coming out. That was definitely a symptom of that. Basically, I got two of my friends to paint me 
head to toe blue and like my boobs and everything while I was like 15 years old and then head down to the beach where my dad or, or was it you or dad proceeded to scrub me in the ocean while everyone was dead. dead. <laughs> he didn't cope remember. and then he just left. He left you on the beach and just said, I'm out of here. I can't do this. <laughs> and obviously it wasn't with body paint. It was with some like fucking oil paint crap that we had to use turpentine or something on my skin to get it off. We did. <laughs> but what about when I was really young? Like what was one of the craziest like anxiety things you saw me do? Um, I suppose the big thing, and we learned to work out what was going on in your head at that stage, was that you would mainly do your hair. Your mm. hair was a big part of your life. And depending on what was going on in your life was how you did your hair. And mm. I noticed that, that when you went to school and um, you would do your hair into a very um, tight ponytail like you have right now, mm. <laughs> um, and you would do it 10 times, in it felt like a minute. You'd pull mm. them, do it, pull them. And then I remember when it so well. Home, so it sort of, and then when we had school holidays, I noticed each day you wore your hair out a bit more because you were more relaxed. And mm. so suddenly you realised whatever mood you're in, your hair would reflect that. Yeah, no, definitely. God, that was, I just remember, I mentioned it in my podcast last week and it was just so draining. And like I remember being hysterically crying, standing at the front gate and getting, mm. I used to remember I used to do that thing with my hands and yes. I felt like my hands were really dirty mm. and I would cry mm. and just like constantly grip at my hands because I felt like I had to get dirt off them while I was crying. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah. I remember you doing that with your hands, but I don't, it was sort of, um, it was just the everyday life. We could see that you were tortured inside. Yeah, no, definitely. And, but, but you were brave that every day you got up and you went to school, you went to sport, you did mm. everything you were asked to do, but you could see every day was a torture. Mm. Oh, thanks, mummy. I remember there was a phase when I was like, I think year nine and also again year 12, that was probably like my worst depression. And they were yes. the days, I remember I missed a lot of school in year nine. Uh, not as much as you think you did. Really? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You you always soldier on. I mean, you missed a few days, but no, you didn't actually miss a lot. It, it oh, was a good. struggle to get you there. Yeah. But you would always finally get there. And yeah. I might sit in the car with you and we'd go through things, but you always got there in the end. Yeah. Well, that's good. That makes mm. me feel better about it because I just remember I felt like I missed like the entire year. Um, no, but not at all. I asked Ali this question. It is kind of similar to the one before, but when did you think realized something was wrong with me was it when the whole hair thing was or was it earlier than that oh you're in grade three and yeah. um we talked to you about different things and um trying to work out what was sort of going on and suddenly I said to dad I think this is bigger than both of us and we mm. have to seek help so mm. it would have been about grade three but this had been going on your whole life, but your first yeah. anxiety attack was the day you were born and I was mm. breastfeeding you. Mm. Which is so and weird. Was, and I know that you've spoken to like doctors before mm. have said that would have been like my first mm. anxiety first attack. Mm. That's crazy. And so crazy. And that's, and yeah. so couldn't feed you, fed the other two, couldn't feed you because yeah. you just kept having anxiety attacks about it. 
Yeah. I but think you wouldn't have even fucking, known. Yeah, I think that's what fucking pisses me off so much is that people don't realise that this can be so, so chemical. Like it literally it is, can just. It is chemical. No, I know, but it just pisses <laughs> yeah. me off that some people don't realise that. They think you're just like putting it on or like. I don't know. It just no. irritates me. No. Um, speaking of what, like, because obviously people, when my friends, I'm around them and I swear in front of you and dad and like just have the foulest mouth. Are you yes. ever, like, are you still shocked <laughs> by some of the shit that comes out of my mouth? Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't like the word F. I hate it. Even though I, I fucking do. <laughs> I know. Even though I occasionally use it myself, but I don't like it. I hate hearing it. So even yeah. still to this day, I cringe and just Whoa. keep moving on. <laughs> yeah, people. And like when I talk to my friends about like, because I know we've talked about like sex and things like that, and they find it so weird that I would talk to you about things like that. Yes, but I've, we've even with the um, Christopher and Ali, I've always had a very open relationship yeah. with all of you, chatting but about whatever like you mine, want to talk about. I feel like mine goes a bit further. Oh, that's because you and I had too much to drink one night. <laughs> Everything this came out. We got, so, we got so fucking wasted and the shit we spoke about was so weird. I was like, I like to do this, this. It was, it was bizarre. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. Um, I wouldn't have um, missed it for the world. <laughs> um, what did you, did you and dad like ever feel kind of hopeless was there a point where yes. you, or multiple points where you were just like we don't know what to do anymore yes yes all the yeah. yes a lot and Aww. lots of tears yeah. and um because you're our beautiful daughter and we wanted the yeah. best for you and in my day mental illness really well, obviously existed but it was a mm. taboo subject um and so suddenly like everyone hearing about it and and not suffering it from your as I, I don't suffer from mental illness so just having an understanding of it um mm -hmm. and I have to say the books and the things you can find on the internet today are amazing but I think what mm. shocked me the most is I just said to know that you had your first anxiety attack on the day you were born um it really still just I find horrendous that you know you poor yeah. little thing I feel like um, I spent most of my, most of my childhood, like I know you probably have, I, I, I know I don't remember a lot of stuff, but I feel like mm. I spent most of my childhood like crying. That's all I can really remember from it. Yeah. And that's sad because as much as you did cry a lot, you did have a lot of fun. Um, if you go through all our photos, Ali and I, one day when we, you were talking about this and then she and I went through all the photos and mm. we just started reminiscing and we found times where we know you were having fun and laughing. That's good. We have a, we have a lovely photo of when we were up at a friend's property and yeah. everyone was having a water fight and you were throwing the water onto dad and he just sat there while you threw water on. You were laughing your head off because you were yeah, part I, of it. I don't know why I get so emotional talking about when I was younger. Like it's such I a know. hard topic for me to visit because mm. I just feel I like so sad for the young girl that I like I just look back on it and I know how hard it was for me um mm, and it and was I feel... hard and but you were so brave you were incredibly yeah. brave you know I had to constantly say to you that we had to see another doctor or or another um yeah. psychologist or something and that was hard and you every time you always wanted to be yep you would be part of that yeah you were happy to do it 
but you yeah. you did laugh a lot and yeah you know, I'm I just sad that I memories. can't I'm just sad that I can't remember that and I feel really bad for like I feel like there is like a hit a miss for kids especially like as bipolar comes on you know when you get your when you go through puberty I feel like there's a lot of kids out there who are missing out on like having a better life yeah Yeah, because like I really I I wish I was born when I was like 24 because I just don't have any good memories like I've blocked them out and I'm just Mm. filled with really terrible ones that not terrible ones because of things around me but terrible ones because of just how I felt felt mentally inside Mm. oh and honey I can tell you each day we could see was a struggle you know it wasn't every day you got up and I could see it was a struggle to yeah. get into the right place and go to school and face people and face what was happening. Even down to your one of your teachers, um, you liked a um, you liked a timetable, and she used to switch the timetable on you. Oh, and Miss, I sometimes what was her wonder name? if she did fucking Miss McGregor or some shit. Stupid. And bitch. I sometimes wonder if she did it on purpose because you you just got so upset. Yeah. And um, and it was I remember she wild. called me a. I remember she called me a sore loser, and I was like, "I hate you." <laughs> um, oh, sorry, Horrible. got got emotional for a second. Um, <laughs> but bringing it back together, it's literally half our relationship is just me crying on the phone. Um, but uh, were you surprised by what I was? Di- I feel like because I think Ali was quite not surprised by my diagnosis, but I feel like you and Dad might have been surprised at first. Uh, I wasn't, I knew we hadn't got to the bottom of it. Mm. So um, surprised is not probably the right word. It was more, oh, okay, is that the name? Yeah, I think it was also confusing because we have a distant family member that claimed to have had bipolar and I'm not like that person. So it was quite confusing. Yeah. No. Who doesn't have bipolar? um, but no, that's why I think it confused us a lot. She's narcissistic, and yeah, um, yeah. and <laughs> my diagnosis. So yes, and so you, <laughs> you have all these different things. But I agree. Um, so it wasn't a surprise. It was more, um, oh, okay. So this is what we're dealing with. And then we had to, mm. I, you know, read all about it and had a better understanding of it. And then yeah. it all made sense. Everything that you read about it made sense. You just mm. slotted somewhere. And that was, I did. I think and that everything was changed. What did yes, you notice? Everything. What was your first time noticing that something like I was different after going on medication? Oh, you, you're going to make me cry now. Oh. <laughs> no, you know this story. So the story yeah. is when you went to, used to go to work and you're, you would ask questions or you couldn't do certain things or all the struggles, et cetera. And finally you had to go to work you're working for the radio station and you had to go to the Easter show and yeah. I dropped you off at the Easter show and you had to go to a Ferris wheel and of course I couldn't walk in with you there was no parking and your first time you got out of the car and said oh okay so I, I could do this and down you went and I remember just sitting there thinking no no something will happen something will happen and then you rang and you went oh, I can't find the Ferris wheel and I went well look up you know you'll see it and you looked up went oh there it is and I remember I just cried all the way home because you had got there you yeah you know you had I'm holding back tears big time here um oh my god if you cry I'm gonna start crying (laughs) no I know so but and I'm a terrible crier um but you had got there you had finally 
yeah. it was just normal day. But I cried yeah. all the way home with joy, not it was yeah. just joy to, to see that you had and you caught the train home that night. Yeah. No. And this is a and you were you were a little girl that couldn't even walk into a shop. You know, you yeah. say, Oh, could you get me something? And you'd make every excuse in the sun not to go into the shop. Yeah, I remember I used so, to always be like, my foot hurts. I can't get out of yes. the car. <laughs> my foot hurts. Christopher's doing something. Ali's doing something. I can't. I always had all these excuses. And I believed yeah. you and went, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. It was just, I think people also get confused. Like, even though, because I have these weird outbursts of like confidence. And then I have these incredibly shy can't do anything moments and I Mm. think they also like I remember just randomly I would suddenly come to you being like oh I've signed up for this random thing that is so out Mm. of my comfort zone and just randomly do it but then there was such little things that I couldn't do like I don't think people understand that I I do have really bad social anxiety at times Mm. and that was the weird thing because yes you couldn't go to a shop but then the school would ask you to sing in front of the whole school and you did mm. and you would have no, for some reason, and to me to go to a shop is the easiest thing in the world mm. and to try and, and for me to be up on stage in front of the whole audience would, I just would be a, a wreck. But for mm. some reason, the bigger the things were, they were almost easier for you. And I don't, yeah, I don't understand that um, part. Yeah, I've always felt like bigger things, mm. high pressures, really big things, situations I find co- easier to cope with than small everyday tasks. Yes. And that's obviously the just, bipolar. Yes, and even just to go to someone's house. Every time we dropped you off at someone's house to play or to go to a party, <sighs> you always rang that person and said, oh, I'm just outside. I don't know which house is yours. Could yeah. you come out and, and get me? <laughs> Did it every time. I couldn't <laughs> ring a doorbell. I couldn't do it. Couldn't and ring I, hated, a doorbell. I hated like someone else dropping me home. I used to always call you be like, come pick me up. <laughs> I could not yes. handle someone else dropping me home. I had to get you to pick me up. And I don't know why. I just felt uncomfortable getting in someone else's car. Which oh, we did. Oh, such <laughs> a fucking freak. No, um, you weren't. No, you weren't. And then really quickly wanted to ask about like the whole PTSD thing and when that came into play. Cause I remember that was kind of the next really bad phase of my life. And luckily it didn't last too long, but yes. it was quite intense. That that was probably more of a shock. Um because yeah. I I did we didn't know what was going on. But mm. again, when it was diagnosed, it actually made sense because you had so been much bullied. Sense. So much sense. So I suppose that's it, yes, it doesn't, it's still not shocked. It's all, oh, right, so that's yeah. the name of it now. And that's um, yeah. the easiest thing. Because, you know, most people who get sick, you can see yeah. it on an X-ray or you can see their mm. arm broken or something and you go, oh, yes, well, that's what it is. Where mm. this is a chemical imbalance, which we can't see in your brain, but it's sitting there. Yeah. I think that so, also changed. What was really interesting was when I started medication for that, things mm like again I just became another new person and I remember I had to have five people don't realize that like when you going through like recovering with trauma which you don't really ever recover from you the work that you put in emotionally is so draining and so and starting medication is so it takes such a toll on your body but I also think again it made my relationships different because remember I just started hugging everyone randomly Mm, yes yes 
yeah. yes, I know what you I mean. went from yeah. literally never touching anyone and being like, get off me to like constantly mm. every time I saw you guys, I would just give you the biggest hugs. Yeah. And you, but you used to, your hugs were different to the other two. Your, the other two mm. would come and hug us. But when you actually hugged us, I actually felt more passion and love come through your mm. hugs. Yeah. And not that the other two, I'm not putting them, you know, their list, but um, yes. They I have no feel emotion. <laughs> no, they do. They have lots of emotion. <laughs> but they were easier to hug us, but yours were I get so more awkward. in depth. Yeah. yeah. But when you actually did it, they were more in depth. So if yeah. you'd had a really bad day or things had gone wrong and if you and I had, you know, you got crossed with me over something, that's when your hugs were beautiful because you'd come and hug oh. and you could just feel the love coming through. Oh, beautiful. Bring a tear <laughs> to my eye. Um, and then I also, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. I've lost my train of thought. What was it about? I remember we were talking about hugs. Um, and then I was thinking about dad and how I started hugging him. Oh yeah. I also think, and I've mentioned this before, cause I'm obviously struggling a lot with my personality at the moment. Cause I know what you mean. Right. I mean, obviously you listen to all my podcasts. Like, I mean, I hope you fucking do. Um, but obviously I, um, like just, I, what's the word? Like when I'm with you and dad, I feel like that's when I'm most myself. Even with yes, Ali, sometimes I, was... I don't feel like, because I grew up with her and Christopher and when I, cause also Christopher and I, we have moments where we can't talk because he's so busy. I'm so busy. He lives in another country and state. And we, when I talk to him, I feel like I revert back to that 16 year old menace who like was just a brat where, yeah. and then with Ali, I revert back to this like really kind of codependent little girl that needs her sister where I think because I've spent my most of my time with you and dad and my true personality has really developed with both of you and I feel like I agree with myself yes yes I totally agree with that and you and I discussed that when we had a big family zoom where you were still in Australia and um, Christopher was in Darwin and Ali was in London and we had the big family Easter zoom um mm. and we played a game and it was you know we chatted etc and you and at the end of it I said you've just gone back to when you were 15 or 14 mm. it was really and dad and I sort of sat there going who is this person and I agree with that you put on something that wasn't you anymore uh, I was so I was, brattish I, yeah, yeah and I don't understand I don't know why that happened. yeah And I do it with my friends a lot as well. Like, I think this episode right now, I even feel like such a difference to how I was speaking with Ali. Like, it's just not as, I feel a lot more like mature and developed where even with my friends, like I went away for the weekend to the Cotswolds and I was just so hyper. Oh, we haven't talked about it. Was it nice? So much fun. Absolutely loved it. Great group of people, got drunk, loved it. Um, I also smoked a bit too much, which was, but no more smoking. Um, But yeah, it went away and I just felt like I was like, I just do this like outrageous personality, which is my personality, but then I just don't feel like it is. But I think that's also a bit of anxiety still coming through. Yeah. um, Where you're not in the most... Yep, and you're, mo- you're not in the most relaxed situation mm. um, as you are when you and I just chat. Yeah, true. And I just feel like I would rather people dislike that side of my personality than my true personality, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah. So 
Yeah. And I think that's also you learning about yourself. And I think that's also as you get older, the maturity comes in and you will be able to cope with that a lot more. Definitely. I hope, fucking hope Ooh. so. Oh God. Um, oh, I keep going off my train of thought and I can't remember things. Oh, sorry. Um, no, that's all right. It's just because the conversation flows between you and I. Um, and I know you do a lot of research on mental health. You're really amazing at it. And I'm assuming obviously your opinion has changed drastically on it since the, like, you know, years ago. Oh God. Yes. I mean, I was brought up, um, by my mother who just said it was all garbage mm. even though she also has mental health issues and her mother had terrible mental health issues and it, that's where it, you know it does stem it yeah you believe that, that her mother inherit. had you believe her mother had bipolar don't you I, I don't know for sure because she was yeah. never diagnosed but she was given shock treatment at a mm. um in her 50s probably about my age now mm. and um but it was never really diagnosed with anything now I read and everything I heard about what she was like yes I can see similar to me similar yeah. to you very similar so but she was never diagnosed so I can't ever yeah. say that's exactly right I always um, say I feel like I'm so lucky that I was raised in this generation because I just oh, think if you. this was 20 years earlier I don't know where I'd be like I probably wouldn't be here which is really sad reality sadly I don't think you would be either yeah which is, which is so oh, we're very lucky it's gonna make me cry again um but yeah super lucky that we're now in this place um and I'll wrap this up with a final question but what's your best advice for anyone, families or like other mothers that have children who were maybe a bit younger and, you know, are stuck where we kind of would have been stuck? Oh, yes. Um, gosh, um, have an open mind and um, accept mental illness and accept it like someone has asthma mm-hmm. or something like that. And I, and I think the whole world needs to have an understanding. And um and don't be scared to go to a doctor and don't be scared or proud that they might not be on medication. I have listened to many mothers who say, oh, no, my daughter doesn't or my son doesn't take medication. You know, they've learned to deal without it. It's nothing to be proud of. I'm proud that you take medication every day because you want to be well and you want mm. to live a normal life like, you know, we all do. Mm. And so, and if you had asthma, you'd be taking a preventative and that's really all you're doing is, taking a preventative Mm, so yeah you know to just learn about it have an understanding of it and go with what um, the doctors say and and research yourself and and just be part of if it was asthma or any other um, you know thyroid problem or I can't think of all the illnesses there are out there (laughs) but (laughs) the same sort of thing have have the same approach to yeah. it if that yeah. does that make sense no definitely I think that's great advice because mm. I think that's the whole point of this podcast is that I really want people to avoid the kind of life that I went through not like mm. my I was set up to have the best life let's be real like my setup yes. around me everything yes. was great it was in the internal struggle and I just really want to mm. try and stop that for other kids teenagers primarily them going through that Exactly, exactly. And society and people and kids at school and things like this should be taught 
more at school about yeah. um, what is going on because there is a lot of mm. mental illness and the sad thing about mental illness is everyone's different so mm. if you you know if you have a broken arm well it's, it's obvious you can see it and we understand it and that's the pain and yes we get all that but with mental illness some people are bipolar some people are anxiety some people are mm. depressed and no no one's the same and no one's on the same type of medication or the amount of medication and so it's not a, a quick fix like a broken arm you put it in a sling and put some plaster on her and it's done not quite yeah. do you know what I mean so yeah, no I just 100%. think people would have more of an understanding of it yeah well this was a great episode <laughs> thank you mummy people don't I know that so. I still people don't know that I still call my mum mummy or mama I usually say mama I think mama 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 you call me mama which, People are about to fucking that... cringe so hard at that. <laughs> Just... No, I hope that never changes. <laughs> right, I love doing it. <laughs> I love it. Um, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. And I love you oh, lots. And hopefully pleasure. this was my first Zoom recording. Miss... So hopefully it and fucking works. I miss works. you terribly. Oh, my God. I miss you so much. It's not even funny. I can't yeah. wait for our hugs again. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Well, thank you, Mommy. I love and you, I love darling. you so much. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Bye, darling. Bye. Bye.